We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, and I'm proud to have as my co-host Mark Honf of Pacific Private Money, one of California's fastest-growing mortgage investment firms, Patty Cohen of Pacific Union International, and Alexander Koch of Wealth Plus. She's a financial advisor. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for three tanning certificates given away during this show. And those certificates are not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon, two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. The uh, trivia theme today is the letter N is in Nancy. What? What is this, Sesame Street? Yes, and I'm Big Bird. <laughs> okay. Our website is bestofinvesting.com. Okay, we're going to start off with uh, Alexandra, and um, you were going to talk about uh, Social Security and what's going on. You, and go ahead and talk right into the mic. Okay. There you go. Oh, her okay. Mic's, her mic's not hot. Go ahead. There we go. So there we go. There was a news article this week about Social Security because every year the government comes out and makes an announcement about how much the increase is going to be for the subsequent year. So what the article says is that the increase for 2017 is going to be 0.3%. Excellent. Which is, for for the average benefit, is $4 a month. (laughs) So you can go, for all of you latte drinkers, you can go buy yourself an extra latte. Oh, but oops, we forgot that that money is going to go towards your Medicare payment, actually. So you won't actually get your your $4 increase. (laughs) Is Um, it an exact offset? Yeah, it is. Really? So, yeah, so okay. whatever, because they they me. can't take more away from you than that, but they can take uh-huh. all of that for your <laughs> Medicare payment. Well, you so. know, it would be better off if they just said, listen, we're not going to give you a raise, but don't worry, we're not going to charge you more for Medicare. Yeah. Rather than say, we're going to give you yeah, more, right. but take it all away. Yeah, exactly, know? which is what they do. So and It's interesting, Alexander, because I, I saw an article this week um, that kind of dovetails on that, and it was one of those, one out, one out of three Americans has no savings. Which is very frightening, but but true. I, I mean, thought it would be more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, but, well, the the other two out of three, when you, you when you look at the numbers of how much they actually have saved, it's just it's actually a very small percentage. I didn't bring the article with me, but it, it you know those who have a, <clears throat> uh, who have sufficient retirement savings is a pathetically no, low percentage of the population. Yeah. Yeah, because no, that's mean, that's the question: is is the one out of three has savings? But how much are those savings? Right, right. And the other one has maybe, you know, less than $100,000, which isn't going to carry you very far. And then. Right. Not that's what children. That's what children. That, we were just talking. That's what children are for, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I 
teach my kids. And then, so, and then the other thing to think about is, you know, we're, we're, you know, you read articles about how the baby boom generation is getting older. And in, uh, I think in like six, seven or eight years is going to be uh, 65 years uh, uh, following the peak birth period from uh, 1957, I believe it was, when uh, the largest number of Americans will be turning 65. And many of those people will be dipping into Social Security. And then you've got the issue of will the, social, will the source of Social Security, because there really is no Social Security fund per se. Yeah, the general obligation. Fund, right? Not anymore. Where's that money mm-hmm. going to come from? And yeah. are they going to have to we increase We the taxpayers. Tax? Yes, indeed. We yeah. the taxpayers. You know, yeah. and, and, uh, and all I keep thinking about is that deficit that keeps ticking away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I think the importance of knowing how small those Social Security increases are is that it stresses that people have got to do their own saving. Um, you know, here in the Bay Area, we have inflation that's 2% above the rest of the country. So a little increase like this is not going to do anything to help people, you know, cover their standard of living. And the reality is they've got to save their own money. And women, even more so than men, since they earn less money over their lifetime and always have lower Social Security benefits. So it's even more imperative for women to save more than it is for men. And you specialize in, in working with women, don't you? I do. Uh, I do. And, and your financial planning process. And I, I know you've been on the show um, a couple times before, uh, Alexander, but you're, you're relatively new uh, as a co-host here. Welcome again. Um, you practice, you, you've talked about how you practice a holistic approach uh, with your clients. Uh, talk a little bit more about that. It's holistic uh, in a number of different ways, but one of the most important ways is that we use a model which incorporates protection, savings, and growth. So it looks at every aspect of a person's finances, not just their investment account or their retirement accounts. So you're not just picking stocks? No, we're not just picking (laughs) stocks at all. And in fact, we have very sophisticated software that enables us to see the results of any recommendation or decision that we make and how that affects a person's finances over the rest of their lifetime. Huh. So it's, it's very, um, and it, it's very informative and very useful. Very good. Tell you what, we're going to go to a very quick break right now. Uh, again, the, the uh, theme, the trivia theme is the letter N. Before we do, I want to make a little mention here for the Cityscape Viewing Lounge at the Hilton San Francisco Union Square. I don't know if you have been there, but it literally, when they say they have 360-degree views, they really do. You can see the Golden Gate Bridge on one side, and you can see, like, mm-hmm. AT&T Park on the other. Wow. It's absolutely beautiful. beautiful. And the wow. food is fantastic. So check them out uh, at the Hilton <clears throat> San Francisco Union Square uh, for Cityscape. All right, uh, here's our first trivia question. And again, the theme is the letter N. What widely sold commercial spread containing the ingredients, excuse me, containing the ingredients of hazelnut and cocoa was originally <laughs> created in Italy? All right, the first caller with the correct answer is going to win the uh, free certificate at Tanbella, uh, which actually includes three tanning certificates. Cer- Three tanning services, and one of them you can use actually to get wrinkles away. Can you believe that? I, I got to ch- check that out myself. <laughs> All right. Uh, stay tuned. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here, along with Mark Hunt, Patty Cohen, and Alexandra Koch. 
So here we go. Here was our first trivia question. Everybody seemed to know the answer to this one. What widely sold commercial spread containing the ingredients of hazelnut and cocoa was originally created in Italy? Patty, you were the first one to jump in. Nutella. Nutella. That is correct. All right. So, Alex, uh, Alexandra, uh, you wanted to uh, continue on for a minute. I wanted to talk about a very um, strong trend right now in the business world, and that is more and more companies forming alliances and working together. Uh, one of the ones that's mentioned in the paper today is that Airbnb is teaming up with Solar City. So that huh. anyone who is an Airbnb host will be able to put solar panels on um, using Solar City, uh, and they're creating some sort of programs to make it easier for people to do that. Well, I know that some of these programs you can do with just leasing yes. rather than buying, and so it doesn't cost you anything. And in twenty years, you can either give the panels back, continue on, or buy them out. Right. Well, it does cost you something, yeah. but. I mean, what I mean is, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no upfront. No upfront. No upfront. Yeah, exactly. And that is becoming a thing in real estate transactions. We have disclosures about it because at the end of a transaction, the seller says, "Oh, I forgot to tell you that panels are leased," and 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 buyers like, "I don't want that. I don't want to take that over," and they're on the roof. Which is kind of silly, though, because it if they don't want to take it over, they're going to pay more. PG&E well, they assumed it was paid for and they were buying an asset. Uh, gotcha. And they don't have the money and they scraped into it and they're not even interested. So it's it's a thing. Okay. So they were hoping for just the benefit of the solar panel, what it created. Uh, included in the PG, price. Included they in the price. They gotcha. assumed it was owned. Yeah. Right. But that's right. one example. And you're talking about just companies in general that are uh, collaborating and you, you work with one company and all of a sudden, well, well, we've got this special program with another company which oftentimes isn't always so special. Right, and and may not be advantageous for the consumer. Mm. So it's you have to, like so many other things, you have to inform yourself and you have to make sure you know you know, who you're dealing with and, and what the the realities of the transaction are. I am kind of curious about Airbnb and solar. I mean, I know Airbnb has to do with your house, but... Demographics. Yeah, I mean, it could be anything to do, you know, it could be Safeway <laughs> teaming up with Airbnb, too. You know, we'll, right. we'll come deliver groceries, groceries for yeah. Right, for the people who are staying at your house. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Alexandra, uh, before we... I, actually, you know what? Let me ask uh, you a... Uh, we got an email in, and let's just go right into this. It says, when interviewing a financial advisor's advisor, what questions should I ask? There are many questions that you should ask when you're interviewing a financial advisor. You should ask about what their experience and their background is. Okay. And if you read a lot of, um, you know, kind of the common literature on personal finance, most people will recommend that you hire a certified financial planner. And from my perspective, that is not necessarily a good idea. So that's kind of a controversial statement. I agree. Um, but certified financial planners are trained by the financial institutions. So what they recommend is in line with what makes money for the financial institutions. And they are not um, going to question or look at assumptions on a very deep level. So there are financial advisors who are not uh, certified financial planners who are very good and have other knowledge sets. So that would be question. the first thing to ask. Okay. Um, another thing to ask would be 
whether they are fee-based or commission-based, right. because that's going to tell you the types of investments probably that they're going to recommend. Um, and that's not to say that working with someone commission-based is a bad idea. Mm-hmm. For people who don't have as much money, sometimes that's the only choice uh, that they have or the best choice that they have, uh, because then they're not they're paying um, their commissions up front and they're not paying fees on a year-by-year basis. Okay. Uh, and so sometimes that's less expensive for the consumer. They should ask whether they are a, what's called a captive agent or not. Hmm. A captive mm-hmm. agent means that they're selling only for one company. And as a result, their choices of products are going to be a lot more limited. Okay. And okay. I mean, mostly that's with insurance. Um, well, some, but, some but, insurance that can, but that al- that can also be true if someone is in securities. If they're, okay. you know, if they work for a particular broker Brokerage, dealer, yeah. you know, then they're going to be limited by what that broker dealer like has only available. Our mutual funds. That's right. Or, yeah. or there, you know, there may be incentives for them to sell that company's mutual funds as opposed to selling others. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got some horror stories about that, but that, yeah. for another, I'll save <laughs> yeah. that for yeah. another time. Yeah. And how do people get a hold of you if they wanted to talk to you more about? Because you, you have they, a wealth of knowledge. <laughs> yes. So they can either call us at. or they can go to our website www.wealthplusinc.com Wealth plus INC for yep. Inc. For Inc. Okay, yes. there we go. Yeah, <laughs> I, knew some, I knew I'd put someone two got our wealth got wealth plus. You know, one of those deals where oh, they, really? they no. buy it and then if you want it, you're gonna have to oh, like, no, we're a... not gonna buy it. So <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Patty. Tell you what, but let me ask you a question that we got in here. Sure. It says, I have heard the term specific performance, but I'm unsure what it means. Oh, I can tell you what that okay, means. Okay, good. Um, it has to do with the seller complying with the terms of the contract. So typically in a transaction, all of the contingencies and all of the due diligence are on the buyer's side. Okay. And and if the, if the seller doesn't, uh, um, excuse me, if... If a seller doesn't perform, a buyer would have a specific performance suit against the seller. So the seller might not okay. perform because a, you know, they just decided not to sell. They, so, okay. they're, they're, or they got a better offer and they don't want to sell to that buyer and they're actively trying to get out of it. Uh, and the buyer says, wait a minute, I'm going to sue you for a specific performance that you have to go ahead and perform on the sale. Yes. Gotcha. It's very unusual. And sellers yeah. usually do don't go there when they realize that that kind of stuff is happening. Sometimes okay. it's the contract wasn't drawn up correctly, and it's an open area where a seller gets committed up front to paying pest control stuff, and maybe it has to do with you know eighty thousand dollars worth of thing uh, items, and they just say I'm not doing it, but yeah. they've already committed. So okay. it doesn't happen often, but sometimes it does. And does the seller often sue the buyer for specific performance? Well, it's it's not called for specific performance, but they okay. sue them to hold that deposit. Hold, hold up, yeah, you know they. That, that's why they have like liquidated damages. So, yeah, yeah, and that rarely happens either because it's you know this is California, consumer oriented state where there's lots of outs for the buyer. So rarely does a buyer remove contingencies and then back out. Yeah, yeah. It's there's, rare. there's usually enough time for them to figure out everything out before they remove all the contingencies. Right. Yeah, but it happens. For more time. Yeah. It happens. And I can tell you so many times, even before contingencies are removed, if a buyer backs out, almost 
you know, I'd say at least half the time, even a sophisticated seller will just say, you know, that means I can keep their deposit. I'm like, yeah, no, no, it doesn't. They, yeah, they <laughs> <laughs> Although it's rare, sellers. though, we we at at, <laughs> yeah. at our company we we get a lot of frantic phone calls from people who are looking at losing their deposit where the seller and the agent are going to get to keep it because they can't close. They've gone beyond the contingency period. They've signed off on everything. They thought they were ready to close because they thought they had financing lined up. Ah. And then all of a sudden they find out that their financing can't close on time or isn't going to close at all. In fact, that's going to be our deal of the week later talking about a situation like that where someone um, was going to lose a $130,000 deposit and the seller was going to keep it and go sell to the next guy. Ah, okay. And so I can tell you. Do you have to? Um, we do have to go to a break. So mm-hmm. when we come back, I want to hear that story and I want to hear that story. Mm-hmm. I'm pointing to both of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, before we do, uh, this is our, our last chance to mention about uh, imagine your child cannot hear or speak. What do you do? Where do you go? Check out the Weingarten Children's Center in Redwood City. And uh, on the 29th, they're having a masquerade party. Uh, at 5 p.m. at the Hyatt Regency Santa Clara. So check them out at listenspeaklearn.org. It's a very good organization. All right, so here is our trivia question uh, regarding the letter N as in Nancy. As Mark says, we're doing a little Sesame Street here. Mm. <laughs> Which Australian golfer is known as the shark? The first caller with the correct answer. Do you know this one too, Patty? Wow, she thinks she does. She goes, I think I know this one. Okay. Uh, Call 888-912-1190 to answer that question. And don't touch that dial because the best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, along with Mark Hahn, Patty Cohn, and Alexandra Cock. I have to look at everybody to give the names. Okay, so here was our second trivia question. Which Australian golfer is known as the shark? Anybody? Don't know. Ernie Els? Uh, no, it starts with an N. Nunez. Oh, it starts with an N. That's Greg right. Norman. Norman. Greg oh, Norman. Greg Norman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Mark, mm-hmm. you, you kept this in suspenders over the uh, commercial break about this uh, $130,000 deposit. Well, <laughs> last segment, uh, Patty was talking about uh, answering a question that an uh, email uh, listener had uh, sent in about specific performance and how sometimes um, that can lead to uh, loss of deposit um, if the buyer doesn't perform and actually close on the transaction in a timely manner. And thanks to uh, Dodd-Frank and a whole slew of new mortgage lending regulations, lending timelines have been increasing. And so companies like ours, Pacific Private Money, who are uh, alternative financing or private financing, uh, we're seeing more and more people uh, calling us or their realtors or their mortgage brokers are contacting us saying, hey, I have a client um, that's in a pickle, and if they can't close by sometimes it's early as literally, you know, like Friday of this week or by next Friday, I mean, the clock is ticking, um, the seller has said that they're giving no more extensions because oftentimes by the time they call us, they are already in one or more extensions and the seller's grown tired of waiting for them to close. And so what's happening in these situations? Well, um, you know, the public wouldn't know it because you're not, you know, the newspapers aren't writing about this, but 
a, a growing percentage of, of real estate purchase transactions are getting strung out, are getting delayed because of financing issues, because of conventional financing issues that come up during the process and uh, leading to longer time. So uh, let's say a typically aggressive contract, purchase contract is is maybe a 21 or uh, even a 30-day close, which is, you know, used to be normal and now that's almost aggressive given, you know, timelines for some uh, mortgage lenders for what they need. Uh, mortgage timelines now are, are up over 45, 46 days on, on average. And so we got a call from a realtor on Monday morning that uh, had a client in contract to buy a $4.4 million home in Silicon Valley. They were putting $1.4 million down, and they had been approved for a $3 million loan, but it was growing apparent that the mortgage lender was not going to be able to close in time, and the client had until Friday, and the seller said, we are going to keep your deposit and they had a cash buyer in second position who was eager to close and pay more. So the seller was eager to cast this uh, contract aside. There was a $130,000 non-refundable deposit uh, at risk here. It's 3% of the, uh, of the price. So um, we now that's a bigger loan than, you know, we typically will see on average, you know, the loans that uh, we see in, in, you know, Bay Area uh, would be, you know, between 750 and, you know, maybe a million, two million, four. But uh, we were able to put it together and uh, and close the deal. And it was uh, everyone was uh, in the uh, everyone involved in the situation. It's funny because it was a week where we talked with the buyer we talked with the seller we talked with the buyer's uh agent we talked with the seller's agent we talked with other agents the seller was, probably wasn't too happy though because they didn't get their higher cash offer well the seller just wanted to know that it was the that we were the real mccoy yeah. and that uh and because they've heard the stories before and unfortunately in our industry there are a lot of people that make promises that will say anything to tie up a funding opportunity. So that's especially true in hard money and or, or private money, whichever uh, w- you know you want to use to refer it to. It's essentially the same thing: hard money, private money, um, alternative financing. Those are all uh, words generally used to describe non-bank financing, which uh, is um, being heavily promoted by a lot of companies, uh, not only in the Bay Area but in Southern California. There's quite a few uh, larger. Um, kind of you know subprime replacement type companies that make a lot of promises for what they can do for you of course their rates are never as 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 good as a bank uh, but they exist to um you know as a secondary or alternative financing resources and one of the things that we at pacific private money have as a reputation is um reliability and performance and uh, and and we've obtained that through years uh, and uh, hundreds of loans that we've closed on time. And, and we like to say to people, because it's true, we've never left anyone at the altar. And we are we have almost 100% delivery rate for closing on time. When I say almost, I mean, there things happen in escrow, and sometimes you go a couple of days belong, uh, beyond that. But yeah. we're not doing, I mean, we're talking about people who are in a transaction where their bank is extending week after week yeah. after week. And uh, so anyway, for uh, if you're a realtor out there or a mortgage broker and uh, you you maybe you just had a situation like that, uh, next time one lands on your desk, or maybe you have one even now that uh, uh, is 
you know, befuddling you, uh, give us a call, Pacific Private Money. I mean, we're one of the few California private lenders that actually will fund consumer loans, owner-occupied loans. Uh, that requires additional licensing and additional disclosure requirements, which most private lenders are not going to do. So you might call 10 private lenders and uh, all 10 of them will tell you, no, we don't do consumer loans. We don't do uh, owner-occupied financing because there are probably about 500 private lenders in California. And I only know of about five, including Pacific Private Money, that do uh, that make that will make uh, owner-occupied yeah, loans. Because you have to have special licenses for those kinds of well, loans, it's just, right? It's just it's much Costlier, you have to hire people who understand how to disclose properly. There's all these uh, new regulations under Dodd Frank, including TRID and waiting periods, and so it's just much more expensive. So it's easier for it's an easier business model and a less expensive business model for private lenders to just focus on business purpose and investment property financing. That, that includes fix and flip and rehab and construction. Those don't require uh, extra licensing. Those don't require disclosures. Don't, those don't require things like HUD counseling for the borrower. I mean, there's all kinds of restrictions, thanks to Dodd-Frank, uh, uh, who... Uh, where regulators passed all these laws in uh, that are really designed to protect consumers from predatory lending practices, but the the double edged sword or the, the the unintended consequences they've made it much harder for and, for conventional loans to to be originated. On that one Silicon Valley house, what did you end up charging the borrower? So that one, because the borrower the borrower had high net worth was making over a million dollars a year W two and. Um, so we charged we, we we offered him a nine percent note rate, okay. and uh, we started at two points, went down I think to about one and three quarters before it was all said. Oh, and that's yeah. that's not unreasonable. Well, we you know we price based on how complex the deal is and, and how fast they want to close, and and we the reason we quoted two out of the gate was just because they wanted to, they literally wanted to close in five business days and a three million dollar loan. That's... Usually we would charge a premium for that, but the loan was already of a certain size. Um, and as it turns out, it, it uh, you know we placed a few phone calls to our um, our stable of high net worth individuals, and we found a family that was that's actually in the real estate business that uh, um, that is located in that area of Silicon Valley, and they went out that night, looked at it, said, "Hey, this is great. Yeah, we'd love to fund that loan." Very good. You know, the higher the the amount, the lower the rate. I have a client sure. that got a yeah. hard money or a private money loan uh-huh. for one hundred and sixteen million. Wow. The rate was 6%. Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to be there. I want to hear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So here's our uh, second trivia, or here's our last trivia question here, is according to the letter N, okay, according to its own laws, what U.S. state demands that it holds the first U.S. presidential primary election in the nation? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. I'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown. He's Mark Honf. She's Patty Cohen. And she's Alexander Koch. Last trivia question. According to its own laws, what U.S. state demands that it holds the first U.S. presidential primary election in the nation? Answer? New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yes, it's not Nevada. <laughs> That's or Nebraska. Or Nebraska. Or no, it have to be an East North Coast Dakota place. And I uh, want to make a quick mention also here, if you're ready for the best holiday show ever, got to check out Joy to the World at the Luther Burbank Center for the Arts. Uh, one of the holiday favorites. Uh, some of the most uplifting and cherished songs. Check them out at 
www.broadwayholidayshow.com. All right, uh, Patty, are we still in a buyer's market or are we in a seller's market? We're in a transitional market. We're, we're, we're what I would like to call, we're normalizing and we need to normalize because we spiked up so quickly. And nine out of, nine out of the, uh, seven out of the nine Bay Area counties are back up at the price that they, peak prices. Um, and at the same time, affordability is down because prices are up. Um, and invent the, um, Unsold inventory okay. rate is like 3.6 months, meaning that mm. based on buyer demand, it'll take 3.6 3. 6 months to have all the inventory absorbed. But bank, bank interest rates are still pretty low. Rates are low. Okay. Uh, you know, jobs are great. I'm just talking Bay Area. Okay. Um, so we also have what's what I like to call a schizophrenic market <laughs> because – You've got properties that are selling immediately, multiple offers, um, and we've had that Does for that years. Mean they're just price right. Well, yes, or but um, just neighborhoods. Then I we guess. have those Certain that neighborhood demand. Then we have those that are not selling, and they're sitting there, and there's more and more of them, mm-hmm. and that's when buyers get scared. And so, there's many reasons for it, but some of it is the changing of a market when you know they, that. That expression, pigs get slaughtered at the yeah. very end, right? Mm-hmm. Well, se- when sellers are still pricing at the trajectory of where we were we were, yeah. in that terms of uh, price appreciation, and we're not there anymore, you have uh, – because it's a, basically we're, we're, we're dealing with the market where people make decisions over a kitchen table. They're not necessarily sophisticated. And sometimes yeah. people at the very end of the market say, oh, now it's time to put mine on, and I'm going to put mine on for 100000 more than my neighbors, which is exactly like mine. So – that's what I mean by schizophrenic. So mm. sometimes that's the reason. And we just have a market that's changing. So some properties are going right away and some are sitting or not selling at all. And then buyers see that they get reduced to 100000 They get reduced 200000 mm. And that's when they get scared and they push back and they say, maybe I don't want to play anymore. Maybe I'm going to be the the fool that overpays. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I mean by schizophrenic because we still have a very strong market. But we're headed into that long cycle of toward a buyer's market and it's normal like anything else in life there's cycles and we're just headed out of the seller's market well, you, you've been in this business market. for a long time so you've seen all those ups and downs yeah. yeah and you can feel them before they're even here yeah and so i mean i've been doing this 27 years selling mm-hmm. real estate in marin county california and it it's we're in it and so what are you telling your various Buyer clients or seller clients. Yeah, I mean, to, to yeah. really, to, 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 first of all, work with a really good agent that know that understands value, yeah. and understands exactly what's going on this month in the market, hmm. so that you don't underprice and you don't overprice. I mean, it's all it's more damaging to overprice than to underprice, um, except if you have a, mar- a house that for some reason does not have mass appeal. It's on a busy street. It has seventy two steps going up. Sure. You have to price correctly on that because yeah. it's not gotcha. going to go over market. Um, but you know, price correctly. The the days of you know putting on a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars house that's going to go up to one five like they do in the city is over, <laughs> over. Completely. Yeah, I guess, yeah. You're not getting that kind of stuff in the city anymore. Are not you? in the city anymore. No. Wow. And and you know, Silicon Valley, San Mateo County, and and San Francisco has overtaken Marin in terms of um, price range and all that because mm. that's that's so Marin and the East Bay is becoming more of a value, if you will. 
Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Price per square foot is. Uh, I mean, you you want to see the highest price per square foot of, of homes? It's it's in the Silicon Valley region. You're talking uh, yeah. Menlo Park, Atherton, two thousand a foot. Or yeah, two thousand square. That's exactly. Well, you can pay two thousand a square foot for a fixer upper. Yeah. In some, in some <laughs> neighborhoods, it's just you know depending Ouch. on your proximity <laughs> to the Facebook <laughs> campus or the Google campus, uh, we've had loan applications come in for for teardowns at uh, close to two thousand a square foot, and we've just wow. said no, we're not going to play that game. Yeah, just, exactly. That's uh, you know that's that's more of an all cash play for someone who wants to play that game. I'm going to be bringing a listing on in Tiburon that's going to be priced probably around four, maybe five million, and it is a teardown, and but <laughs> the the comp is. In March, the house next door with the same size lot, same view, sold last year, the year before, somewhere around $3 million. And after market, went back on, gorgeous house, $13 million all cash, one week close. Wow. So, you know, if 75% of the value is in the land. Yeah, how big a lot? Small. I mean, it's all about view. The, the, the yeah, lot's only like a half acre. Maybe, you know, it's wow. less than an acre. It's less than an acre. Less than an acre. And it's a downslope. And it's a downslope. <laughs> so it's all about <laughs> the view. The view. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Hey, Mark, before I forget, there was a uh, question we, re- we got an email from you uh, for you. It says, I've heard about fractionalized deeds. Are th- what are they, and are they a good idea? So we're talking about investments, and a fractionalized deed is is more specifically a fractionalized deed of trust or a fractionalized mortgage. In California, mortgages are called deeds of trust, so um, that's hence that term. So a fractionalized deed is really referring to someone who wants to participate in what's known as mortgage investing, where they invest in a mortgage-secured note, uh, or more specifically, a note secured by a deed of trust on a, on a home or property in California. And there's really two ways to invest in an individual note. You either fund the entire note, let's say it's a $1 million note, and you fund a million dollars, and the note is in your name or your trust or whatever, uh, however you, you know, choose to invest in that note, whatever entity you might have. A fractionalized note is uh, pretty common, uh, in fact, on, you know, larger notes like a million dollar note. It wouldn't be unusual to say have four people invest in a one million dollar note and maybe they each put $250,000 in. That would be a very simple way of doing it. More uh, uh, more commonly though, it will be an odd assortment of people, three, four, five, six people who each put in different amounts uh, for uh, a fractional interest uh, in that loan. Um, so Investing uh, fractionally in notes uh, is one way to um, kind of have the uh, the benefit of being able to choose among more notes because you don't have a million dollars, let's say, and you but you really like this million dollar note, and the originator is willing to allow you to invest, say, two hundred thousand in. That's one one way to be able to participate in, in a high quality note. Um, it's not the same as investing in a fund, for example. In a fund, you have uh, you're not investing in an individual note. Your money is being invested in a um, in a private placement in, in a company that uh, makes loans. Uh, but there there are um, differences. There's uh, it's, it's uh, almost like a mutual fund of right, right. So okay. so investing oh. in a fractionalized deed. So the, the question is 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 that a you know is that a is that a good thing? I guess I forget the exact wording of the question, but uh, um, is it a good idea? Is it a good idea? Well, 
it's it's certainly not a bad idea. I think we're you know Edward, you and I are big proponents of mortgage investing, so <laughs> yeah. we believe it's actually you know a really good idea to invest in uh, mortgage backed products. Whether you invest in a mortgage pool fund, whether you invest in a fractionalized deed of trust, or whether you invest in whole notes. Any one of those three ways of investing in a uh, California mortgage, uh, in my opinion, are great. But you need to know the differences. Uh, I won't necessarily say pros and cons because I don't know that it's really you know, fair to call it a con. But there, there are many ways to do it. And, and for more information, uh, give us a call because you know, phone calls are free and we love talking about this stuff. We do it every day. Call us at Pacific Private Money. 415-883-2150 or go to PacificPrivateMoney.com. And before we get to the break, uh, Patty, how do people get a hold of you if they had some questions about buyer's market, seller's market, etc.? Oh, yeah. Anything about residential real estate, please call me. No obligation. Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, 415-722-4842. It's Pacific Union International. Very good. All right. We're going to cut to our last commercial break. And when we do, we're going to have some closing comments on the best of investing. Don't touch that dial. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Mark Hoff of Pacific Private Money, Patty Cohen of Pacific Union International and Alexander Koch of Wealth Plus. And Alexandra, uh, you wanted to mention something before we cut out for the day. I wanted to mention that one of the ways that we work with people is allowing them to come in for a no charge initial consultation, okay. which is a get to know you session. They bring their information. We talk about what their concerns are about their finances and we talk about how we work and decide whether we could work well together. So um, it makes me feel very good to be able to meet with people and let them be relaxed and come in and not worry that, that they're going to be committed to anything. It's actually, you're both interviewing each other, really. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because you, know, yes. you may go, uh, you're not the kind of client I yeah. want. <laughs> well, and, and one of the things that I didn't get to mention when people were asked, when you asked me what questions they should ask a financial advisor yeah. is they should really ask about the kinds of clients that they already have to oh. see whether they are a fit with that or not. Because... You know, if their their income level and their assets are vastly different than the majority of people that that advisor is working with, then they may not get the same That's level of service. Yeah. They may not get you know their their needs met in the way that that they should. So. You know, not enough people avail themselves of the fact that most professionals are are authentic when they say. You know, it's a no charge session, and I know that some people are hesitant or embarrassed to make a call for that free forty-five minute or one hour or even ninety-minute consultation. And I'll tell you, in in my business, I have people coming in all the time to do presentations with no obligation and spend. You know, I had a ninety-minute presentation the other day for someone who charges you know quite a bit of money for their time, but that presentation was free, and that was in order for me to be able to assess. Do I feel like this is a good fit? Is this a person I would like to work with? Do I want to pay this person the amount of money that they're looking to earn? So all of the best in investing uh, co-hosts uh, um, are, are are like you just talked about, Alexandra, and are sincere when they say, give me a call. Let's schedule an appointment. No fee, no obligation. Let's find out if we're a good fit. 
Yeah. I'm 100% free until it closes. <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. <laughs> <laughs> that was Patty In fact, it cost me money yeah. to, to do the business until it closes. I'm waiting for an, a potential employee who's going for an interview. It says, you know, I usually charge for this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> to interview for you. Right, Patty. Patty, you like a, a lot of your businesses. You're right. You're absolutely right. As, as a um, real estate broker, <laughs> until the... Until the deal closes, right. you don't get paid. Not only do I not get paid, but I'm spending money. I, I work mm-hmm. mostly yeah. with sellers, so I'm spending money on advertising and staff and a lot of things. Yeah. And I love what I do. Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> well, the, there's a reason you are number number one. That's right. In, not <laughs> number one in Marin, but still, I mean, it's a nice big place to be, to be number one, right? Yep. So uh, before we cut out, everyone, uh, give out your information again. Mark, how do people get a hold of you if they want to either borrow money or invest money? To borrow money uh, when your bank says no or to invest money when you uh, are intrigued by mortgage investing and the kind of rates you can earn, like 8% on your savings, do go to our website, PacificPrivateMoney.com. And Patty Cohn? Patty Cohn, C-O-H-N, with Pacific International. I am truly, it is truly a free consultation. (laughs) And I mean, I know that in life, the more I give, the more I get. So I'm happy to talk with anybody, whatever the concern is. And, um, you know, maybe one day you'll have a referral or you'll sell a house or buy a house. But anyway, so it's 415-722-4842. Because you never know where those referrals are going to come from. And Alexandra? Likewise, we look forward to meeting you in our office and showing you our sophisticated software and talking about how we work. And that's 415-457-8936 or wealthplusinc.com. Very good. Okay. Thank you to our co-hosts for joining us today. Here's our thoughts for the day. Michael Jordan makes more money from Nike annually than all the Nike workers in Malaysia combined. Oh, and at the 1912 Olympics, a marathon runner quit and went home to Japan without telling officials and was considering a missing was considered a missing person in Sweden for 50 years. In 1966, he was invited to complete the marathon. His time, 54 years, 8 months, 6 days, 5 hours, 32 minutes, and 20.379 seconds. All right. Tune in next week to The Best of Investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown. We're wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we